Hello. Hello, governor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to Maybe I've Said Too Much, our almost world-famous podcast. Thank you for joining us for this seventh episode. My name is Mike Laffey, and I will again be your host and guide on this trip of radio madness. As always, I'm joined with my other eardrum incinerators, Joel Crawford and Izzy Swan. Hey, gents, good to see you again. Howdy, guys. Hello. How's it going? Hello, hello. (laughs) I still think we need to record one of these podcasts with all of us using some kind of accent. That would be awesome. Oh, God. I think the accent should change every 15 minutes. Like, we should have a timer going in the back. You just hear ding, and then you go, oh, what are we doing now? Right. Can you tell that I was from Botswana? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, geez. I just got to hang out with uh, the guys from Arbor Tech um, and the, the, the gentleman who invented it just this crazy cool cat you know um laid back as they come and uh australian and i just love the australian accent i think it's just so does my wife (laughs) she'd leave me in a heartbeat (laughs) is that is that a uh i mean did you guys have that discussion frequently or is that just oh yeah she's like she's like a semi-attractive australian she says just just be forewarned don't don't let it be a surprise because it's not so Hugh Jackman shows up, and you're oh, you're just, you're if Hugh if Hugh Jackman dinner. shows up, I might as well just go ahead and just pack my little bags. <laughs> I think that's probably the case for most marriages with Hugh Jackman, but you know, hey, whatever. I can see I can see Joel at the end of the uh, the Deadpool like two post credits. <laughs> Damn you, Logan! Damn you! <laughs> No, I mean, it's Hugh Jackman, so she might have a fight on your hand. I might want him, so. <laughs> Fair enough. Yes, him and Ryle Reynolds. That's right. Just bring oh. the brownies and leave me alone. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so so what you guys, uh, tell me uh, what you're working on these days, uh, Izzy. You got, uh, I saw some video of you and a guy about, some guy named Jimmy something or other on the internet, and uh, you were talking to him about things. What uh, what yeah, videos, he's building up, things are we going on? He's an up-and-comer. Not not too many people know who he is yet, but he's a hell of a talented artist and a good guy. So, I'll, link, I'll link to his channel below. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm we, sure uh, he can use the help. Uh, uh, Jimmy agreed to let me come up and do some recording with Arbitech. I was looking for a place uh, close. They're out of Boston, so we, you know, they didn't want to travel all the way down here to my shop in the middle of a move, which I guess kind of makes sense. So um, I met them up at Jimmy's place, and he was gracious enough to let us use his, uh, his farmhouse there to do the recording. And, um, and then, of course, you know, having Jimmy alone for you know even just a few hours was amazing to get a chance to visit with him and uh i actually took uh, i actually took taylor and uh and willie out to dinner while jimmy was down in the city getting another load of stuff and uh we got to hang out with them we went to this place called the yellow uh the yellow deli and it was really really cool place lots of rustic you know whimsical type of decor and mm-hmm. log rails and all these cool benches but the people there are are they're uh, the tw- uh, sons of the 12 tribes um i don't know what that is it's a like it almost came across as kind of a mennonite type of religion just very you know simple you know keep it simple kind of religion or uh, faith i guess and uh, gotcha 
but the food was it was insane it was amazing and the conversation with taylor and willie was a blast so i mean we got to visit with them too and then jimmy everybody crashed and jimmy showed back up about two o'clock in the morning and of course um i don't sleep he doesn't sleep either so we ended up just chilling out walking around his, his shop and he was telling me about stories about all this stuff i think that's mm-hmm. one of the things i like best about jimmy he's got a story for every object you know, you pick up an object in his shop or around the house, and he's got a whole story to tell about it. And, well, he's probably made all of it, right? I mean, it's a, <laughs> well, no, I mean, didn't cover his head. He's he found up, it on the streets of New York, yeah, right? So he it. found it, or he picked it up from, yes. uh, you know, uh, some crazy cat, or he got it at a you know flea market or something. But there's a lot of very visually interesting things mm-hmm. around that he surrounds himself with. So. Now, I have a question: There is he when you refer to Jimmy when he's in front of you. Do you have to use the formal like your majesty uh or is it can you just say hey buddy or or is it no, no that's that would be um in my case i'm you know because you know i, I don't have to but i know there are people that are supposed right. to right your honor your majesty yeah your lordship right the cool yeah, yeah jimmy like that you know the guy like that i mean if if he's famous no one to remind you know no one remembered to tell him you know, it's like yeah. uh, we did a we did a podcast with him. Um, I used to do with David Welder, and we were. Uh, I just you know I, I wasn't even on the podcast. I just kind of produced it and had a quick conversation with him. And when I walked up to him in Atlanta, he looked at me. He goes, oh, "I know you." And I was like, "You know me? Like you saw me on like a hangout for fifteen seconds?" And you know, we I mean, we actually had a pretty interesting conversation about um, hands uh, that end up turning into something really big in our, our little. Uh, internet group there but the um it was like as soon as i walked up to him he was like hey i know you he's uh, he goes you're uh and i was like wow this he remembers who i am like you know he's just a down to earth like you, you 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 don't expect that from him initially because you know i mean his his videos are very stylized and you know he's got this kind of like flair to him and you just think like that's the way he is in real life and then you walk up to him and you're like well, it's just a dude you know <laughs> he, yeah said, no jimmy he's is- famous he, nobody told him so. Yeah, J- Jimmy's as down to earth as they come, you know, never forgets where he came from, just uh, totally open and, you know, very, uh, you know, just laid back. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, uh, it was a great conversation. It's interesting to have, um, you know, obviously there were, we, we talked for an hour or two. There was obviously a lot of stuff I couldn't put in the, in the video I just put out on my channel, but, um, you know, and, and there was some stuff I didn't think that I really wanted to share. You know, it was just, mm-hmm. it's interesting conversations with a really interesting guy and, you know, it's always nice when you get together with somebody who I, I like to call like-minded, who is a creative type, um, and is kind of you know kind of broken the boundaries of what we what we nor- will call a normal uh, existence today. And uh, it, it's just a you know it was just a real treat. It was a real treat to get to hang out with somebody else who really gets it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, absolutely. That's uh, actually I I, uh, I want to get to Joel, but I also want to not miss the opportunity to cram a unbearably hard segue into this whole thing <laughs> oh here we, we go again we wanted to talk about inspiration and uh you know you, you kind of you're kind of leading to that uh you know with your conversation but uh, we'll get back to that here in a second joe i just wanted to see uh what you've been up to um what you got going on in the shop and how's the uh how's the business of business treating you these days uh business is fine uh it's a uh, it's been going steady it's been a good summer so far we uh we feel good about how things are rolling with the economy, or at least our economy, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and JD, uh, my buddy who was running the other half of the shop, uh, just moved in literally four doors down uh, from us to a new shop, bigger, better overhead crane in it. And, uh, and so that just, I just doubled my shop this week. So uh, we moved some equipment around and <clears throat> we now have, uh, I don't know, about 5,000 square feet or so of space uh, and weird and, and unique <laughs> and probably uh, appreciated by OSHA. We can actually walk without tripping. So that's, uh, that's kind of cool. More lasers coming? Do you have room for those? I know that once you have one laser, then if you get a second one, you have to uh, join the UN. It gets very, uh, it gets, it's, it, there's a lot of paperwork. Uh, no, the, there's actually, I have pretty much all the equipment I need uh, and have been buying over this last year, kind of stocking up on things uh, in anticipation of, of a uh, expansion. And so, mm -hmm. um, now I actually get to use it instead of, you know, pulling out one piece of equipment in the middle of wherever we need it to be, uh, and then pushing it back for the next thing. Uh, so, so yeah, it's nice. We got, uh, we got a few things up. I'm working on two patents and, uh, I'll, I'll, we'll talk a little bit about inspiration, but I want to hear about what you've been up to, Mike. Um, <laughs> uh, well, uh, making, I actually, um, I've been, did I see a bench? <laughs> yes, you did. I've been, uh, I had all these pallet, uh, runners that I've been keeping for God knows what. And, uh, I just decided I was going to use them. Uh, I have a friend who bought a new home here recently and I just decided I'd throw a little, uh, housewarming gift together. So, um, I started ripping up some pallets. I hadn't been in the shop here recently, so I ripped up a bunch of pallets, got into the whole cutting and, you know, machinations of all that stuff and threw a quick bench together for a closet in the house so it's uh it came out really nice i put their little tongue on it it was pretty easy to uh to make not a whole lot invested in it in terms of you know start to finish it, i think i was in and out in about an hour but it came out unbelievably good for the amount of time and energy i actually it looked good it. so well thank you that's uh hopefully they uh, they feel the same way when I drop it off unexpectedly tomorrow. So <laughs> They're like, great, something exciting that I can climb up and change light bulbs with. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but No, yeah, I, th I, uh, I think they'll appreciate it. I can't imagine they wouldn't. Yeah, well, you know, they, uh, the house has been redone with like a lot of, um, the, everything in it is sort of like uh, raw wood, uh, you know, a lot of like linseed oil covered stuff in the house. It's very, uh, the interior slippery, rustic. Yeah, it's 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 slick and, and yeah, greasy, you know, yeah, greasy. like uh, like Tito Jackson's face when you watch him on TV. That's right. Um, That's right. Same type of thing. But uh, so, yeah, the, so the furniture, this little piece will kind of blend in really well with all of that. And it's, um, it, uh, you know, but that, and I've got a couple other things. I'm actually getting ready to build myself a bar. Um, Hell yeah. Reasons. Well, I have a bar room and I had I got an old Jack Daniels barrel uh, that I bought. We've got a couple of other chairs we put in there. And the only thing I'm missing is a bar, partially because I've seen about 400,000 versions of a bar that I like. Um, and trying to narrow down the one I actually want to build has been... Uh, I'm trying to think of a bar that I didn't like. Yeah, see, that's the, that's the issue. So actually, I found there was a wine trolley that I saw that was actually really cool. Um, and I'm trying to make a kind of a bar version of that because I have this 
half of a barrel table sitting in the middle of the room um, and everything in it's kind of you know reclaimed and rustic and nonsensical so um, I'm, I'm trying to figure out like how I can make that into a permanent bar while still maintaining sort of the trolley look of it all so I gotta well, work on that a little just bit. talk to Izzy and uh, he'll hook you up on a drill powered version so it can bring you drinks <laughs> exactly <laughs> Izzy just wants to know how do you how do you make it into a dinosaur that serves you and it runs right. on a Ryobi 12 volt uh, basically so um, yeah. but yeah that's the, uh, the the whole bar piece of it I, I, I mean I'm not uh, much of a drinker per se I don't you know socially mostly um, we have I think I've had the same bottle of liquor in my house for God knows how long at this point so I'm not uh, I'm not one to chew through bottles of liquor bar is really more of a I just need to fill a room in my house with something so it's not um, I'm not under any pressure to finish it anytime soon but uh, I'm probably just gonna start building one and see if I like it and if I don't burn the pieces <laughs> Pretty much, I think what's going to happen. So one of my favorite the, parts about uh, about our shop is we have a wood burning stove, and the three weeks of winter we get here in Georgia, and uh, I get to burn all sorts of prototypes and mishaps, and it uh, there's something cathartic about the you know fire birth you know rebirth mm -hmm. burning things etc. Well, you had a you had a white that uh, we were out there visiting. You had that that one wood pile that looked like if you set it on fire, the uh, you'd be able to see it from space. We so. do go through a little bit of waste. We try to minimize that as much, you know, mm -hmm. because obviously that's lost money every time you have waste. Nobody likes it, but unfortunately, trees are weird and they grow round, mm -hmm. you know, and we use flat things. And uh, <laughs> occasionally, you know, when you buy lumber, it doesn't necessarily have the proportions you want it to have. Yeah, isn't that weird? So, yeah, it is weird. Well, that's basically all, you know, woodworking is really nothing more than the art of taking big things and making them into little ones to then make them into big things again you know so it's like <laughs> that's it, in its simplest form that's really all i do in my shop i mean just standing out there shaving parts off so i can glue parts back on so one of my favorite um meta redundancy. yeah one of my favorite meta kind of things is uh is when you glue up a bunch of wood to make a blank for a lathe and so you have a round tree that was cut into square pieces, then glue it up into one big, bigger square thing so you can make it round again. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's, it's, it's, uh, you know, that's like a, that's a good metaphor for life. Right? Yeah. That's pretty much <laughs> yeah, how it is. It? So my father used to call that, uh, well, let's see, going around your ass to get to your elbow or something. I, I, think was I the believe elbow. that's, I believe that's a proper phrase. <laughs> My father was also the guy that told me I was probably too dumb to come in out of the rain. And I I always had fun <laughs> in the rain, so I never really understood what that meant. So, <laughs> One of these days, I'm going to sit down with my father and just kind of go, okay, I know you probably just said these things and they didn't really have any meaning, but I need to know what the hell you were talking about. And I have a list. <laughs> so That actually might make a pretty fascinating podcast. I might have to, uh, <laughs> right. have to have him on here as a guest. Right on. Bring your dad on. We will. Uh, we will quiz him. Also, we will want to know uh, every embarrassing story. I mean, you don't have to ask him. I'm happy to share. That's true. That's <laughs> true. If you, I don't. If you've asked me a question, I haven't answered yet. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't remember it at the very least. So the words. But, I'm sorry. That's personal. Haven't ever come out of your mouth. 
I yeah. listen, I, you know, my, my, the, the thing I, I take fully like, uh, you know, to, to heart is we all, we all think we're different and yet when we're all alone, we all do the same stuff. Like, but it, yet we all think that we're not doing the same stuff, but you know, it, and then we judge others for the things that we do, even though they do the same. Um, I've actually had, I shouldn't share this, but. Um, I've actually had the experience of driving down the street, uh, picking my nose, looking over at someone in another car, picking their nose and going, oh my God, that's gross. (laughs) (laughs) I remember very distinctly when that happened, I started laughing at myself. I was like, wow, I am really that guy apparently. That's perfect. Yeah. I'd like to apologize to our seven listeners. <laughs> I do keep hand sanitizer in the car. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. No, I, uh, Joel, I'd like to take a moment to correct you. We, we just saw the downloads. We're up to nine listeners now. Oh, yeah, that's true. We can fix that quick. Yeah, we're going to we have to figure something out so we can get the um, double digits. I mean, at that point, hell, we might even have a Patreon page. <laughs> we start getting too much here. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, but um, so is he, uh, actually, I was going to ask Izzy real quick. Uh, are you uh, are you are you done moving? Are you are you have you reshuffled everything in your existence yet? You know, I I hesitate to put too much stuff out in public because my life is so chaos right now, and there's so much going on that um, that you know I I've been trying to dial it back a little bit, but no, unfortunately. Um, I have a lot of traveling and a lot of different places I'm going to be over the summer and towards the winter months. So I'm not, but, um, I have, a, a sh- the, the family is settled in the house here. Uh, we just got a rented a place and, um, I'm setting up a little shop. So when I am actually here, I can make some projects and, uh, doing some planning. I've been, you know, putting in a lot of planning to make sure that I'm getting a lot of fun content out. So, so lots of traveling. Fun. And it's hard to record uh, while you're traveling, right? So, so what yeah. we need everybody to do is on Twitter, or Instagram, we need to be uh, messaged, and we need to uh, we need to get a petition going to give uh, you know a daily travel vlog from Izzy on his trips. Nothing. I big. actually thought I actually thought about doing that on my second YouTube channel, just saying you there know, you go, little, like just saying, hey, if you guys want to keep up with what's going on. Um, check out my other channel and then just, you know, with like right from the cell phone, just, you know, once a day jump on for five or 10 minutes and just talk about what's happening. Hey, you know, that's, I'm, I'm, that's right. Encourage Izzy at maybe podcast or, uh, or uh, what's your, what's your Instagram? Izzy, isn't it? Isn't it? Uh, Izzy? it's Izzy, Izzy Swan underscore woodworking. That's right. Izzy Swan underscore woodworking. Let him know and, uh, post a little love his way because, uh, sometimes it's not easy to capture all those moments, but I, I bet you it'd be well received. You know, I think one of the things I love most about traveling is all the unique structure and in different places. And I got to go through the mountains a lot because of the, the places that I'm traveling to. And there's like little moments that I'm like, oh, I'd love to share this with people. But you just, you know, what do you do? You know, I mean, not, not everybody's interested in seeing this gorgeous, you know, picturesque view from the top of a mountain. And then, you know, and that's that's really one of those things, too, that, that I think... Uh, we miss a lot of, and I like that. It's one of the things I like about Andy Berkey. You know, he's always, he does his morning walk and he posts his little, his inspiration pictures and, um, man alive. I love that. You know, it's just, you don't, you don't necessarily get to be there, but you get to see it in, in, you know, it, as far as, as well as the camera captures it. And, and 
I draw a lot of it. Speaking of inspiration, I draw a lot of inspiration from stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I I think uh, the you know we've got nine people hanging on to uh, you know the slop we're doing here. So go ahead, you know you got at least nine people that are gonna want to see that. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, on. And, and honestly, you should uh, you know for the people that don't want to see it, they have the option of not watching it. And yeah, that's true. There's that. The people that want to see it, you're not giving them the option of seeing it. So. Yeah, you know, but just to be one of those kind of voyeuristic people, if it's something you think you might be interested, I mean, you know, there are some things that are personal and don't belong there, but yeah, I would definitely not record myself picking my nose. Well, I mean, you and I differ in that regard, (laughs) right? (laughs) Especially when I when I zoom in the other side to make fun of the guy who's in the car next to me. Is you know, Mike, I I think we just ambushed Izzy a little bit right there. I think I think we're. I don't know. I, you know, I, I'd been thinking about it. Um, I, and you know, every, every, of course I get, uh, Hey, stop by here or stop by here when you're traveling through. Um, but I, I typically don't leave myself time for that. I'll, you know, I go right down to the wire and then I, I bullet, you know, I'm like, okay, I gotta be in Traverse city. You know, it's nine o'clock at night. I have to be in Traverse city by five o'clock tomorrow afternoon. You know, I'll jump in the car at 3am and drive 15 hours, you know? So well, I mean, no one ever said you weren't weird and you exuded any form of normalcy, but, I mean, you know, it doesn't mean you can't document and share. Right. Want to bet? So, we keep hinting around the whole, uh, the whole inspiration thing. That's, um, I was, I, I don't know where the idea came, but the... What inspired of, you? The thought of inspiration, <laughs> I was inspired to talk about inspiration today. Um, so, but yeah, I'm curious, like when it comes to, you know, cause we all get in ruts and we all find, you know, we just can't get going and stuff. I and mean, where does that inspiration come from? Does it, you know, how much of it do you force? How much of it is organic? You know, just, uh, you know, just, just kind of the idea, the whole idea, you know, it, it's very kind of meta, I guess is, but you know, but where does that come from for you guys? Well, I think. I think, first of all, the best option is to start by defining what inspiration really is. I've seen several podcasts or heard several podcasts and seen some stuff about, you know, inspiration. And, uh, you know, there's never really a good definition of what that means. What does it mean to be inspired or to get inspiration? Uh, And that's, you know, it's just, it's inspiration is fuel for creativity. You know, uh, when you say I'm inspired. It just means that you you've just poured you know some gasoline on your creative nature and you know lit a match to it. So you know when you understand that you know what it is, inspiration is simply fuel for creativity. Um, you can delve a little bit deeper into the into that conversation. I think. So, well, um, okay, let's do that because we we still have I think forty five minutes. Okay. Wow. What and, a great idea, Mike. So. And go, Izzy. Hey, I, hey. We're oddly enough, we happen to be recording this. All right. Let me give you. I want to give you guys my rundown on this, and you tell me what you think. And you know, and feel free to disagree. Not everybody does, but to me, uh, cre- being creative uh, and being inspired to be creative is a means of making connections. And I think that is at the bottom line, the heart of what creativity is. Um, and I don't mean, you know, like, hey, let's connect with the guy down the street. I mean, you're building something. You want to build something to make connections. You're building something because you need um, a bar. And that bar in and of itself is going to serve a point of connection where people will see it. You'll be able to share it. You'll be able to use it. 
it's all about connections and that's what you know that's where the inspiration and creativity side of things can get a little bit convoluted uh, so I think that's probably uh, one of the the things that I'd like to see more in 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 uh, with us is talk kind of dive deeper into what it means to each of us you know for me being creative means is a means to making connections and I'm and I think when I know that it's it's easier to become inspired you know it, and it's I, I hear a lot of people say well I'm not creative at all and that's a great way to not inspire yourself is just to beat mm-hmm. yourself up on that unfortunately our parents our parents and our parents before them threw us all under the bus you know we went to school where we were taught to conform we were taught to you know uh, that we were taught you know consumerism commercialism and we were taught that hey you know you you go you go to your nine to five and you get a paycheck and you pay your bills and you be a you know a good part of the of the society but that 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 is changing and um when you have that type of of upbringing sometimes it kills the nature of inspiration the nature of creativity Mm. Uh, so you have to kind of you know it can be hard for a lot of people to say I'm not creative or I, you know, how am I, how am I going to get inspired to do things? And, you know, the bottom line is, you know, if you, if you build it, show it, you know, and be Mm -hmm. proud and be proud of it. Think well of yourself and and do that while you learn to be more creative and to be more inspired and to do more stuff. So it's not, you know, it's not a, I've never met a person who isn't creative, you know? Um, But if you, it's like, it's like Einstein said, everyone's a genius, but if you ask a fish to climb a tree, you know, the result is going to be somewhat disappointing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, that's, it is, it, it's funny that you would, because I've never really thought about it the way you just said that, because when I, when I get my creative, you know, if there's, it sounds douchey to say that you have a creative process, especially when, you know, I do finance for a living and I have a hobby shop, that, you know, just kind of my, <laughs> my place of zen. Um, but my process for being creative is one where, it's actually more of a disconnect of those connections. Like I actually, I, I feel for me, it's more of like a kind of go inward for lack of a better term. And again, I give myself kind of douche chills talking about that a little bit, but they, I mean, when I'm trying to be inspired to do something, like it's a, it's something I want to do for myself first, and, you know, and, and it may not even ever be something I share or, I don't necessarily know if I'll have a connection from it. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things I do that, you know, they're just tasks I want to take on because, you know, I want to do something for someone else or I want to create something that, um, you know, has some type of legacy to it or, you know, something along those lines. But a lot of the times when I do things, it's just to see for myself if, you know, can I do this? Is, you know, can I challenge myself to make something? Can I, you know, what's that process like for me, right? So that, that's, and it's not necessarily for me about the connection to other people. Sometimes it's actually the exact opposite. It's, you know, if I've been consumed with other people. I need, a, I need a, to kind of step back and just kind of do some things for myself from time to time. Um, well, my, my process for that is maybe a little, you know, it's probably a little bit different. Um, no, I, I would argue with you. I would say it's the same. Uh, mm-hmm. And when I say connections, it doesn't necessarily mean people or, or reaching out in the world. Sometimes it just means connecting with ourself. And if we, mm-hmm. you know, first and foremost, if we can't connect with ourselves, how are we going to connect mm-hmm. with anything else? Good point. Very good point. So, you know, you're, you're, you're staying, you're just 
it's um, you're quieting your mind and, and connecting with yourself in ways that you can't do out in the world where you're surrounded by you know chaos and distractions. So it is absolutely a connection, and I would argue that it's probably one of the most important connections. Mm-hmm. There is a bit yeah, of a so zen I, I would, I when you I argue against that. Yeah, it, there. I mean, there, there is a bit of a zen when you have that creative moment, and um, I, I think you're right. I think you get to learn a little bit about yourself. Um, I. I was just sorry to butt in. I was just agreeing with you on, on that. There's a, there's a kind of uh, relaxation that comes over at least me, uh, when you have that creative mojo going, uh, and it takes a little bit of practice. Yeah. See, for me, inspiration is a. I mean, part of the, some of you know the group that we're a part of online and, and sort of how we've all kind of come to know each other there the amount of inspiration that comes from that is pretty dizzying like you just see people just you know constantly stretching you know you talk about Andy and the you know just to be his morning walks he takes pictures of what would otherwise be the you know just ridiculous things that you would absolutely take for granted and he kind of gives you a, you know he gives them a platform for your face that you're just like wow you know, you're just met with this stuff constantly um but just you know also like the things that I want to make or you know things i want to create those type of things i mean it's well mike you were saying it's always got something you know what i mean you were looking at at bars um because that's an easy thing that's an easy way to you know reference it you have you want to do something you have a you have a need or a want for something and so you've looked at examples of people's ideas and uh and and originality we can talk about another time but you know people people take from each other that's what we do as a society uh on ideas and we build upon those and and uh you've looked at 10 20 100 bars and you're taking in all those aspects and those things that hit you best then you look at and you say oh this is this is that thing that interests me this is the thing that makes me feel creative about it um, so it inspires me that, that it may not be one thing. It may be other things. Uh, and so, so there's, there's, uh, I think there's a good, a positive amount of theft when it comes with inspiration. Mm. Uh, I think, I think if you, if you think of those things as stealing, um, the best parts to you, obviously people have different opinions on things. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's, a, it's a good thing. I think it's a, I think when you look at somebody else's work, uh, either in the thing that you're trying to do, or if you get inspiration in uh, s- something natural, or if you get inspiration in, um, you know, a, 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 another form. Uh, I know a lot of people that that love sculpt work, um, and then they do that kind of, uh, you know, human body. Uh, organic uh, edged kind of uh, forms and then they incorporate that into functional things like like furniture um, where there are things that mimic uh, more organic things instead of just you know 90 degree angles uh, so there's you know you can you can borrow from all of those things as inspiration in your projects see and, and so when I originally had the idea like and this is just kind of this was my thought process in this and I'll just throw this out there and whether we walk through this or not, I don't know. But so for me, there's a, there's a scale that I have that's constantly there. It's, 
it's the, you know, there's procrastination and then inspiration, right? So they're both on either side. And there has to be an amount of inspiration that fills up one side that kind of pushes, tips that scale so that I, I lose the procrastination side. You know, I, I get so inspired that I have to do this thing, you know, because otherwise the, I'll just keep putting it off kind of, you know, that, that, that side of the scale weighs heavy. <laughs> you know what I mean? So there's always a couple of extra sure. grams of nonsense in there for me, right? So, sure. um, so the the inspiration side of things, you know, and, and that, and I struggle with that piece of thing, and I, and I know everybody does. That's not unique to me. Um, you know, the getting to the point where I, I just have to do something. You know, it's like there's, I've put it off, I put it off. Well, the I've had a few experiences this weekend, and and, it, and I start, I start thinking about the the amount of weight I keep in that procrastination part of the scale, I, I, I'm trying to figure out how do I build up a, how do I build up that inspirational side so it doesn't have to be that heavy, you know, so it doesn't have to be so all encompassing that I have to get it out. You know, it's like, what exercises can I do that I can push myself forward? Because I think about all of the things that I can do, you know, and all the things that I want to do. And then all of the reasons I give myself to not do that thing, and you know, the inspiration to do these things. How do I how do I make that heavy enough to push past the procrastination more often? You know, like, and for me sometimes that is just like with this bar I want to build. Um, you know, I just I'm I, I, I at some point and probably coming up soon. I'm just going to start building it, like without any plans, just with the ideas in my head. Like I'm just. I'm just going to start building it because if I just keep waiting to, you know, design the perfect thing, and I'll, I'll never have it. You know, it'll just never come because I'll allow that 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 scale to not tip. You know, I'll just keep putting it off and putting it off because, and, and then I try to wait for that perfect inspiration, right? But I never really get that. It, it never comes. You know, so instead I've just got this to keep putting it off and putting it off and putting it off, and then. I might find inspiration for another project that then all of a sudden overtakes this other one I wanted to do, you know, and it's like, well, now I put that off again. And, it, and for me, that's kind of the thing is I, you know, finding that balance, um, trying to figure out like, how can I find motivation is probably as good a word, uh, you know, as inspiration, but um, how do I find that motivation to, hey, you know, let's just, let's just get started. Um, you know, and see what we come up with. You know, it's just let's. I think, I think, Mike, you just hit the nail on the head. It, you know, a lot of times when, you know, if you're having a creative block or you're, you know, not inspired to make a decision on one particular thing over another, I think just taking the first step or, or you know, getting out in the shop and, and cutting a board or, you know, I think activity in and of itself has a way to, uh, is a way to inspire yourself, you know. And it doesn't have to be perfect, and it doesn't have to be what you do. But if you just make that first step and move forward, uh, you know, a lot of that, at least for me, and I mean, I'm speaking from my own personal experience. When I get to a point where I'm like, you know, you know, I have here, I have 3,500 ideas to to you know look through. I've got notebooks upon notebooks, and none of them are none of them just are resonating. Um, it's just a matter of taking that first, you know, grabbing a board and just you know, making a mm -hmm. cut, drawing a line, um, thinking about a, a solution, a problem that I want to solve or, or what, you know, what do I need 
or what have I seen lately that I've liked that I think I could could be improved upon. So yeah, and I have a I, I used to have an exercise because I used to I used to when I was younger I used to write stories and write poetry and. Um, that's I knew actually, you. I knew you had a sensitive side, Mike. I knew you did. <laughs> that's only because you tickled me the first time we met. So I don't want to. <laughs> and, and then we shared a wild turkey, and I'm not really sure what happened after that. And quite frankly, I don't want to remember. Um, but yeah, ju- judging from what happened with Bill Lutz a couple of months ago, I don't want to know either. Yeah. Well, somebody wants to know. But um, yeah, I mean, I when I was, my wife actually brought it up because I used to. Uh, I used to write poetry and, and like just short stories. And, and to some extent, I mean, you know, my, um, you know, we're all, we're all us here. We're friends on Facebook. So, you know, I'll just, every now and again, I'll just put like a little kind of inspirational thought that, that came out. It seems to get, you know, well received. But one of the things I used to do is I used to want to write something, but I wouldn't be able to. Um, so I would actually pick up a book and just start writing out the first paragraph of somebody else's book. So just take a notebook and set it down and literally copy word for word what was in it, you know, so I would just, and it would, the movement of the pen was just enough. There was just like a, it was like a switch in my mind that all of a sudden the car was in gear and then I could tear up that page, you know, or just right underneath it, just start writing and my own words would just kind of come out. And that, and that was, and I used to, it worked a hundred times out of a hundred for me. You know, anytime I was like, look, I, you know, I just want to write something, but I can't get my mind in the right spot. Just pick a random anything. I've actually done it with instructional books. Like, you know, take your Sony TV thing and just take the first book that I just start writing it down. And it's just the, the movement. You know I mean? that and It's like mm-hmm. you say, that, that first step that just kind of, hey, we're doing this now. All of a sudden, your mind and your body just say, hey, this is the thing we're, we're a part of. Right. And this is right. where we're doing and this is where we're going. And. And all of a sudden, you're just, you know, you're just doing it. You know, I mean, sometimes yeah. unconsciously. I mean, some of the best things I've ever written, I get done, I read them. I'm like, oh, my God. You know, it's like, where'd that come from? <laughs> you know I mean? Nice. So, yeah. yeah. I, I, so, I agree. I think inspiration is a lot like a car sitting on top of the hill. And sometimes you just need to give it a little push, you know. And once you get going, it's all downhill from there. Yeah. Can I, um, can I tell you a little bit of uh, inspiration? No, absolutely not, Joel. Excellent. <laughs> hey, we're not here to talk about that tonight. <laughs> no, I mean we've been talking in the uh, <laughs> we've been talking in the abstract, which is fine, and it's it's good and it's motivational. It's excellent, excellent advice. Um, but I actually got a little inspiration uh, a couple of weeks ago. A friend of mine uh, had said we should. Actually, he didn't even say it. Just in passing, it hit me as an idea that's important and uh for for everything in this world it has to do with toilet paper and i uh i came up with an idea i yeah i know i know an important thing about toilet paper but i'll tell you what if somebody says hey would you like to go live in the middle ages i would say absolutely not i don't care if there's knights and damsels in distress they don't have indoor plumbing and they don't have toilet paper that's a like if there's time travel involved, it wherever those things come in, I don't know, 1880s, maybe 1890s. Uh, I think that's where that's where my uh, ability to to time travel would uh, uh, stop. But uh, so this idea is uh, is really simple. Uh, there are two things that everybody has an opinion on. 
Uh, the first one is when the toilet paper roll goes out. And uh, the second one, and uh, Mike, do you know this already? Is this, uh, do you have a preference on which way the toilet paper hangs, innie or outie? No, there's only there's only one way to hang toilet paper. And and which way is that? <clears throat> it's over the top. Of course it, it is. It comes off the front of the roll. Anybody but, who does that wrong is just that needs to be fed to a wood chipper. There's no there's no place in society. Right, but you know that there are Satanists among us that actually flip it the other way. Yeah, I don't even know who those people are. They're not, they're not so, really of the world I occupy. That's for right, sure. right. So yeah. the patent I've worked out on, and I'm going to go ahead and just do a Kickstarter just so you guys know. Uh, is I created a uh, I created a device that is going to automatically sense where the toilet paper is, and it will rotate the whole row if somebody puts it on in the incorrect manner. See, what a good so, time to be alive! Right? Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. I think uh, Joseph Gandy would be very, very impressed with you. You think so? Yeah, just in case anybody's wondering, Joseph Gaiety is the guy that invented toilet paper, and toilet paper became commercially available in 1857. I have his patent on my wall, uh, funny enough. And in actually, case you're not a toilet paper, you can it, wipe your backside with it. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and, and actually what's funny is you'll see his patent on, uh, on the bench behind Peter Brown. I sent him a version of it as well. But so of of this, and I don't want to be like the toilet paper king. That's not the thing I want. But oh, I thought that's getting ready to happen. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so I thought I have a couple of things I'm working on, but this one I really want to push out there. It's going to be really quick. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I think that this resonates with people uh, because everybody seems to have an opinion on it, and I know there are are women of hundreds or millions of households that. Um, that cannot stand their children or uh, men specifically, I think would be the demographic that use up the very last uh, bit of toilet paper. So it's going to sound an alarm uh, when that happens, when somebody, you know, uses the last sheet and doesn't put a whole roll in within a certain amount of time. So, so the, those are the two things, at least in my household that, that could use a little bit of automation. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Joe, it, it, you, you just you talked about an awful lot about yourself. Yeah, and yeah, and oh, you, that's right. <laughs> and you just you just explained where the inspiration came from, and you let your creative nature, you know, take hold, and you got up with this really cool it was, idea. It was just a stupid little comment. We talked about four seconds, and I said, and I told him, I said, "Hey, I'm giving you one percent of whatever this happens to do because whatever it is, your little thought gave me a whole train." And uh, in sourcing parts and getting things together, and uh, and building this this concept, uh, and then we're gonna just throw it on Kickstarter and see if it inspires the people the way I think uh, the four hundred thousand memes about toilet paper have in the past, <laughs> uh, and see if it uh, if it hits a uh, hits a note a brown note if you will. <laughs> Oh, no. so, so that's awesome. so that's that's my oh i think that's going to be the name of the product the brown note the brown note that's the name of a band yeah it's probably probably there's probably <laughs> I mean, a trademark on it already uh if <laughs> there the... if there isn't i'm starting a punk band 
this episode goes live tomorrow, so you don't have much time. Oh no, that's right, that's right. <laughs> yeah, you, so no, I've been be I've been quick. working on the I've been working on the patent for this, um, because I th- I think it's it's worth uh, putting some effort in this uh, to get a provisional and see how it works, and uh, and see if anybody's interested or if they get inspired by it like I did. That's fantastic. Like. <laughs> That type of thing, like, that's one of those things that I'll look at, like, 30 years from now and think, ah, this is why we still have cancer. <laughs> because, <laughs> this is, because some this asshole is a, was making... This is the thing we're working on. Yeah. The, right so now it's, <laughs> <laughs> I, I once knew this guy who really was passionate, but along came toilet paper. And you know what? That's why we have polio again. Yes. Childhood obesity? Eh. Watch this thing flip the toilet paper roll. That's right. <laughs> so anyway, so so that's my, that's like the inspiration. And it doesn't have to strike you like a bolt of lightning. It's, it's, I look at lots of things and, and I say, well, that's really good. I wish it would do this. Or, and, and my thing is I have, there are some original things and originality is a beautiful and uber rare thing never feel that what you're being inspired by either to make better or to make your own isn't worth the effort because somebody else is doing it amen is he is he just posted a thing on um that that freaking sawhorse idea yeah where the the sawhorse and so yeah opens up and then it's got these little wings that fold down to catch um you know cutoffs and it's just oh that was uh that was having it yeah, that was, having an a. that was Joe Whitaker, right? Average Joe. Yeah, a- average yeah. Joe. Yeah. I, so oh, shout the, out to Joe for a good idea. Shout out to Absolute. Joe for an amazing idea. Yeah, fantastic I'm a, idea. Well, and I, I don't want to share it with you. I, I probably put it in the description below, but I don't want to share it with too many people because somebody's going to steal that idea and make a trillion dollars from it. But when he, when I saw that, I was like, my original thought was, this doesn't exist yet. Like, I mean, <laughs> how, well, how have we gotten this there, far? It's there two are, pieces, isn't real. It's there two are, pieces of wood extra. Yeah. Yeah, oh. there are there are some products out on the market that do something similar, but not they're much more complicated than what Joe's come up with. And um you know, for for a product to succeed in today's market, it has to be pretty remarkable. Uh, so so I'm not I'm not 100% sure that's a marketable idea. But I I actually talked to Joe about it and I have put it out in front of a couple of guys that are up in the industry. So we'll we'll get some feedback from them and see what they say, but it is a very very cool idea. But, yeah, I mean, listen, they've got those, you know, the, the, the crappy sawhorses that you get when you go into like Lowe's or whatever, and they're right on. They're fifteen bucks for the pair. If if that thing was sitting there for another five dollars, I would buy that a hundred times out of a hundred. Like it's agreed, just, agreed. Yeah. Oh but yeah. There's I mean, a there's a very long process of getting it to that, you know, to the the Home Depot store in front of you, so you can pay. Them oh yeah, that's so gross that that's a thing. I mean, it's. A, yeah. but, I mean, it was just when I saw that, I was I was like. That was really my first thought. Like, how is it? How is it that this is just now a thing? Like, right. I when things like that happen when they're right in front of me, there's a string of expletives that I go, "That's just blankety blank brilliant," you know, because it's it's one of those things that that um, you get hit in the face with uh, because you <laughs> turned a corner and you had no clue this was around the corner and you didn't even know you wanted it. And that's like that type of thing. I actually, I have two, my immediate thought is, wow, that's awesome. 
And then I feel this overwhelming sadness for humanity as a whole that we've missed this for this long. Like, it's can, just, can I describe oh, it for the folks who have been that using haven't saw horses seen it? Hundred thousand years now. You know, it's like this is. I think. All of I a think. Sudden, this Joel, comes up. Let, let's leave it a mystery and put a link down okay. below to that video okay. so That's people fine. can go discover it for themselves. And we'll yes, say absolutely. this, it's absolutely worthy of your time to go check it out. Well, it's ingenious. So, and it, yeah. the simplicity of it is what makes it so much so. Yeah, this is, yeah. there's no lights, there's no flashing, there's no, there's no pretty colors, there's no big bold text. This is just one of those simple designs uh, when it comes to it's, in practice, it's, it's just brilliant. It yeah. is and, in and, and of the itself. inspiration for it is just I'm yeah. pissed off about this one thing. Watch me fix it. Yeah, it's in <laughs> in and of itself. It it's simplistic, and simplistic is the most beautiful thing. It's definitely an aha moment when people see that. It's like mm -hmm. holy cow! Why isn't this already out there? Oh, and just and just so you know, I'm going to put a trigger warning um, before you go see the video. It involves pocket holes. So. Oh no! <laughs> oh, I know bro. there's. I know there's uh, there's a certain group of you know people that if you build something with pocket holes, I the love, world beneath them quakes. Pocket <laughs> holes yeah. isn't that I love, the devil's joinery? I love the short-mindedness of some folks. You know, it's like if it's not their way, it's it's not it's no good. You like know, you, you didn't build that simplistic prototype out of dovetails carved by hand. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, so. Yeah, let me just go ahead and. We're going to do an entire podcast on the mentality of pocket holes, well, by the way. I've seen, that, that's you know, coming. So if anybody, we need to. We need yeah, to. If anybody's, I have, got, if anybody's got any any uh, you know underwear up their backside over the whole pocket hole thing, I'm going to give you advance notice that you're getting ready to be berated for a full hour at some point in the future. I want to make it very well and widely known that I love pocket hole joinery, and I yep, think it there, is amazing. There goes at least half of the nine. Yep, we're down to four and a half people. There we go. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it, it's it, whatever. It is what it is. But um, you know, back to the subject at hand. We're talking about inspiration and being creative. And you know, I think if you take anything away from this, it's definitely just get started. You know, I have a friend who is uh, who is a YouTuber and says you know is worried about running out of ideas. And I'm like, there's there's a surplus of ideas. It's just a matter of getting the momentum, getting started, and and just going forward and not every not every idea has to be a home run not every build has to be the next you know picasso just build you know and and learn while you do it and and be proud of yourself and and you know think well of yourself as you're doing it so. do you think do you think picasso had little stick figures like like the he has a whole drawer full of I was... like <laughs> like upside down stick figures and arms and legs that I was aren't just... in the right places I don't know, but it, that would be totally funny. I was actually just re listening to a book. There, there was a Picasso um, story in the book, and I'd like to share that. It was kind of interesting. It was uh, a guy got on a train and got into the, uh, you know, the boxcar, um, and realized he was sitting next to Pablo Picasso. And you know, he sat there quiet for a while, and said, you know, after a while, he started talking to him. He says, "Hey, I love your art. You're you're an amazing artist." And I, I just have one question for you. He says, "Why don't you paint more reality?" Why, why has everything got to be abstract? And, and Picasso, Picasso thought for a minute and said, well, what, how do you define reality? And the guy thought for a minute and he pulled out a picture of his wife and uh, he, his, he <laughs> out of his wallet and said, this, this is my wife. So Picasso took it and said, really? Um, she's awfully small and kind of flat. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, that's, you know, it's what, it's how you perceive things. And, um, <laughs> 
That's you breast know. shaming, by the way. Yeah, You're not right. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, it, like learning to be inspired, learning inspiration, learning to, <clears throat> to find, to recognize that in yourself, you have to kind of, you know, in a way, learn a different way of seeing things than what we were taught. Because we were taught things very differently. Um, the way we were taught in schools was not, it's not a way, creative way of thinking. It was not a way to find Very conformist way of... Yeah. So you kind of got to retrain yourself. And the more you practice and the more you let yourself fail, and the more you let yourself be frustrated, the better you're going to get at seeing that inspiration, seeing that creative side of things, you know. So just go out and do it. Get the ball rolling. Push the car, you know, off the top of the mountain and let it roll down the hill. See where it lands. I have another idea that I was I was hoping might make some waves, uh, and it's it's a it's a simple thing, but it's uh, you take a bearing, and you put this like apparatus around it where you can take it in your fingers, and you can just spin the apparatus. Uh, it it can be different colors or different materials. Basically, you're holding on to this bearing, and but it's it just spins to keep you from fidgeting. Is that basically the whole idea? I I think yeah, I think fidgeting would be. I don't, I don't know. It's, it could be for, you know what? It's just not worth it. I don't think anybody would be interested. Yeah, no, not. that sounds pretty majorly boring. You know, that re- yeah. reminds that, me of that. Uh, there's something about Mary where uh, the guy gets in the car and he goes, I've got this new thing. Seven minute abs. He goes, yeah, but then somebody comes along and just comes out with six minute abs. He goes, you can't get a good workout in six minutes. He's like, seven <laughs> minutes. That's the target. <laughs> so, You've heard of eight minute abs, right? Yeah, well, right. seven minute abs. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, but um, yeah, that's uh, that's you know for me the the whole uh, the whole finding inspiration and, and sort of I mean for me a lot of times it's just a matter of like just start doing stuff. You yeah. know, what I mean, like that's been that's always been the well, thing that kind of breaks any bad habits I have. We, is it's just once you begin doing things, then you're just doing them. You know, it's yeah. just. And that, that momentum is very, very real. You know, well, that, yeah, the whole industrial complex mentality is burned into who we are. So we like things in a nice, neat package. And we like things explained to us in a nice, neat package so it makes sense to us. And the problem is with creativity and inspiration, there is no real nice, neat package for it. You simply have to make a mess. Go do it. Go out and get messy. Go out and do, you know, make that first step. Um, you know, and, and, and have fun doing it because mm-hmm. it, it is a blast and it's a hell of a ride. Yeah, and those habits bleed over too. I mean, it's, you know, there, there's a whole host of things you find that you're putting off all the time because you're waiting, you know, what's the, uh, I'll get this wrong and somebody will correct me, I'm sure, but it's uh, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good or something like that. You know, so it's yeah. like, um, you know, and, I, and for me that, you know, I, nothing I ever do is perfect. As a matter of fact, most of the things I make are, you know, intentionally imperfect. Um, because I do a lot of like just you know reclaimed everything and all this other stuff just because it's easier and I'm lazy. But um, <clears throat> you know, I mean, when it comes to trying to figure out, okay, well, what is the what, what is the thing going to look like at the end? Well, have an idea, but you know, I always I always talk about you know um, guidelines are better than than rules. You know, just because you get you know guidelines say okay, well you can do this within these constraints. You know, but rules say you have to do things this way. You know, and it's just I prefer to just kind of, this is what I want when I get to the end, but if something else comes along along the way, I mean, why not go with it? You know, it's like, I mean, I wasn't planning to do a podcast with a guy from South Carolina, a guy from Georgia, uh, you know, but 
here we are. I mean, right. who is? You know I mean? Right. right. So the, there's, uh, a, there's a weird, A, I think millennials have us uh, a beat hands down. Uh, on a couple of on a couple of things because because they've um sometimes i think they got dealt a shitty hand and at some point they're like you know what your world sucks let's change it some so there's i've seen some really cool inspirational things in my field and izzy's field in our field that where you know handcrafted goods are getting a lot of respect and a lot of um admiration especially in the world of instagram uh, in YouTube, um, where there's there's some things that you know that, where that nice tidy package isn't as appreciated um, by by that group, which is kind of cool, and I, I and I think that's awesome. Um, and then um, you know more specifically, I see a lot of young folks, teenagers, uh, and it's weird because I didn't think it would be a thing, but like I see a lot of folks like doing spoon carving, and a lot of uh, women doing carving of spoons and utensils and things like that, which is awesome because that's like, talk about limited tools. You need like, like, uh, like four little chisels and, um, you know, in a, in a couple of, uh, you know, coping saws. And, uh, they, they come up with these great, uh, utensils all made by hand. And there's who the hell needs spoons? I mean, there, there shouldn't be inspiration. You know what I'm saying? Like, like there's a factory. There's 17 factories in China that are whipping out bamboo utensils that cost, you know, uh, if Pennies. you break, break down the dollar set that you got, they were 17 cents a piece. Uh, you know, and they're, they're coming out with these great artisan, you know, serving spoons and mm. soup ladles and all these things. And you're like, that's beautiful. That's fantastic. It's, it's both functional and there's form. And it's a, it's a way for somebody to express themselves in a market that's completely saturated technically, um, by things that are useful. I mean, think, think about how many spoons are hanging up at Walmart right now. Mm. And it's, it's just, it's, it's one of those cool things. And, and to think, well, somebody found inspirations in making like literally the oldest, uh, like invention that mankind has ever made the spoon. <laughs> you can do whatever you're going to do. See, and I, and I love the, the millennials. Like, you know, everybody, everybody always talks about, oh, this generation. Like, the, their inspiration actually comes from a place of almost like uh, sort of a loathing and disrespect because, um, you know, my, my mother, when you know, my mother was a child, you never questioned your parents. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, ever. Like, your parents were right about everything 100% of the time. Um, questioning them was not allowed. Well, for my parents' generation, like, divorce was, you know, everything, and information was a lot easier to come by. So it was okay to question your parents. You still had to, you know, you had to moderate a level of respect because, you know, that you could still take an ass whooping from a parent, you know, back when I was a kid. Well, nowadays, nobody really beats their kids anymore. And it only takes about 10 minutes to realize your parents are completely and totally full of shit. And, and they're looking at, you know, like, when I looked at my parents, I was like, okay, well, I guess this is the best that we, you know, the, the world is the best we're going to have. And now these, these, this generation is looking at it and going, no, no, that we're, we're not satisfied with that answer. You know, and it's just, <laughs> so that's really where all of this kind of, you know, they, their inspiration is, comes from one of, you know, hey, that you don't have to 
pay attention. You know, like you don't have to be that. You don't, you know, I mean, I, I always say that the Easter bunny thing with my children is always my, my, my favorite teaching tool to them. It's like, I told you for 10 years, the Easter bunny was real. Um, you know, and then I sat down and told you that he wasn't. And, you know, now you can look at me and go, well, you know, you were really good at that BS. Um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, how much more like, of what you said do I, do I really trust right. at this it's point, like, you know? <laughs> so it's like, so yeah, that's a, that's a, that whole thing, that, 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 that is a teaching tool for the millennia. You know, like you can, once you've right. had to tell your children that, Hey, you've been, you've been lying to them for a decade. Right. Um, you know, they really should from that point forward, look at you and go, well, well I, I think we're done here. You, 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 you went right. out and bought supplies to fake oh, a, yeah, exactly. an Easter bunny. That's yeah, commitment, sir. That's nothing, commitment to that lie. A, nothing yeah. you say from this point forward is going untested. Like, that's right. it. Yeah. And now Here's we a, have an entire generation of kids that were like, what? No Easter bunny. Well, what else are you, you know, right. you're telling me that I can't. We can't use the sun for energy. No, shut up. I'm watch this. You know, it's just like right. that's yeah. That's there's a right there's a fundamental shift going on right now. You know, and and that's it is because of the millennials. And you know, you look back at like a 70s, 50s, 60s, and 70s where the hippies were trying to, you know, really uh, uh, promote love and peace and imagination and creation and, and <clears throat> all that stuff. And now it, it's um, who, who would have thunk that the hippies got it right? You know, and, and now well, we it, see the it's the Easter Bunny. We see the, the uh, Easter Bunny. We things to be very different right now. Yeah, and we no. Well, now we see and thank that, God for it. We see that the mentality of busting our butts and working hard and and uh, you know going to that nine to five that that mentality is shifting and it's it's because of the millennials, the you know and and the new the next generation and the the you know the Gen Xers like like us, we're 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 old hat. You know we, mm -hmm. we were raised in a climate of. Um, you know, go to school, get good grades, do your job, you know, uh, but that there's a whole fundamental shift going on in society right now because of that's the old school, that's yeah. old school and the new school is coming and there's nothing well, we can do about and it. It seems like a new school there. I mean, they've, there's a whole generation of people that are basically, um, don't tell me we can't do that. Yep. You know I mean? That's, that's, I mean, you gotta, what's that? Elon Musk, you know, don't, don't tell me a car can't drive itself, you know? Yeah. Don't tell me I can't talk to this piece of glass sitting on my desk and it'll tell me everything yeah. I want to know. Like don't, you can't, don't yeah, don't tell me a rocket. Tell me that. Don't tell me a rocket can't land itself on a ship that's moving in the ocean. They've done yeah, it. Exactly. You know? Yeah, you you're not gonna tell me any of that. Like that's I mean, I have the I never let this escape me. There is a piece of glass in my pocket that has the internet on it. Like that. Yeah. That, yeah. That, yeah. That's that's super easy to take for granted. But yeah. there's a piece of glass in my pocket with the internet on it. Like when I well, was the, born, the internet was, you know, wasn't a thing. Like, and right. now I have it on a piece of glass in my pocket. I mean, that's, the, you know, the old, the old school somebody mentality was inspired to build that. The old school mentality didn't really reward being creative or being inspired. It rewarded, you know, the dull minded, let's, you know, go to go work and we get our house and we get our car and we work for 40 years. And we, if we're lucky, we'll get a little bit of a retirement so we can enjoy our house and our car for the last bit of our lives. The new, mm. The new is is a lot more. They want more. They they're not settling for that, and uh, it's it's really cool to see. And, yeah, well, and, and they're and they're not going to be told that they can't have it. That's right, and um, good yeah. for good for them. Yeah, so, absolutely, absolutely. Anyway, I think we're getting towards the end of our. Uh, we are here. we are over the end. Oh jeez. Uh, so well, I mean, we don't really have an end because I mean, we don't you know 
our nine listeners don't really care. <laughs> so, no, no, so, Mike, we're uh, not millennials. Before, we, we have oh, rules. Yeah, uh, Before we end, speaking of millennials, <clears throat> sorry, guys. Uh, I'd like to do a shout out. I, I've been listening to Made for Profit. That's uh, John Malecki and uh, Brad Rodriguez. They're doing a, a, a new podcast called Made for Profit. And I had the opportunity to listen to the first three podcasts on my drive up to see Jimmy. And I got to tell you, boys, uh, they're doing a bang up job. I'm, I'm a little bit envious of them. They're just doing a really, really great job. So anybody out there listening and who hasn't already come across their, their podcast, I would definitely, you know, if you're interested in Instagram or you're interested in taking your, your craft and, and trying to taking it to the next level on social media or learning about how to move and sell products so you can keep funding your, you know, your habits of, of being creative and being inspired to build that next thing, go check out this podcast. It's pretty awesome. Cool. I'll nice. Do it. Uh, all right, gentlemen. Um, as we as we uh, wrap this bad boy to a close, um, Izzy, where can people find you, sir? IzzySwan.com, All things Izzy. Yes, Joel. Uh, Instagram uh, MD Woodshop. Nice. Um, I don't have a thing, as has always been the case. But uh, you can find us. Um, we're everywhere. Leave some feedback. Uh, maybe I've said too much.com is the website. Uh, all of our social media is at maybe podcast. So you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook uh, under those handles. Maybe I've said too much is the website. Um, if you have questions, comments, feedback, anything you want to hear, if you're really ready to uh, have the pocket hole conversation podcast take off, um, you know, just leave us some feedback and let us know what you want to hear. Uh, we love hearing from you guys. Love responding to your questions. Um, you know, just uh, just everything about the community is, is fantastic. So all the feedback, good or bad, please leave us some. Um, we appreciate it all. Uh, but that is it, guys. I uh, I wish to bid you a fair night and adieu and whatever else people who are more classy than me say. Um, and don't forget, Mike. The there's nobody. Easter bunny. It's the freaking Easter bunny. There's nobody more classy than me. It is the Easter Bunny. All right. Well, good night, everybody. I will uh, see you uh, episode eight. Hey, uh, Joel. Instead, yes, of sir. Calling, instead of calling it Brown Note, why don't you call it Brown Spot? Get it? Brown Spot. Oh. I'm, I was going to call it the the, the, the Izzy Street. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> good night, guys. <laughs>